Welcome to the Lifehouse Church Beloved Podcast. We're so glad you're back listening with us. I'm joined by Carolyn Thomas and Jude Whitehouse. And we're going to be talking about our second week of Strong, Capable and Excellent Women. T- today we're, we're going to be talking more about what that looks like in our life. But just to, to quickly recap... Um, last week we spoke on how our, the idea that our Father has plans for a big, full, abundant, expanding and sometimes demanding life, that um, his plans stretch to the ends of the earth for us and, um, you know, they're, they're weighty and he desires a, a life for us where we rise up to accept the weight of that life by being the very best that we can be. Girls, do you have anything else to add? I just like what you said as well, that rising up to accept the weight of it and, and mm. I think to to realise that um, everything we're going through, whatever seasons, you know, whatever you're putting your hand to, just consider it all part of the training as well and yep. the strength bearing that you need for carrying that weight. Yep. So, that, you think, know, it's just about attitude and a perspective. Mm. And I think recognising that, that no matter what you're going through, it's part of the training. Yep. Once you recognise that and accept it, it's just like, oh, yeah. that's easy, you know, instead of focusing on that situation that you're in and being worried about that, that mm. you go, oh, no, it's happening for a reason, so I'll get yeah. through it because he says I will. So, And yeah. it's even just yeah. asking yourself the right question is, that, okay, what can I learn from this? Yes. It might be yeah. really sucky or whatever, but what can I learn instead of sitting bemoaning or whinging? Yeah. And, or saying, God, you know, take it away from me, saying, God, yeah. what, can I, and, what, and what you am know, I supposed to do with it? That's yeah. what I've just, um, Lena mentioned last time, I've just had shoulder reconstruction and so I spent six weeks in a sling, which was really frustrating. And, and I found myself just crying one night and saying to God, oh, just take the pain away and the frustration. And, and you know, he pulled me up and said, you, are, you know, you're asking me the wrong thing. You need to just really be asking me to be your strength in, in this situation. And, and, you know, and, and from there I shifted my perspective. And so I've got a whole heap of lessons from this thing <laughs> yeah. now. But really Yay. just looking at it, what can I learn out of this situation? Yes. Mm. I was listening to a podcast by um, Steve Furtick from the Elevation Church this morning. And he was talking about um, sort of shutting down our self-talk and giving the example of, of Moses and how God said to him, like, I am. Moses is like, who are you? Like, what, what is your name? How, how do I know you? And God's like, I am. You know, God is, I am blank for our, every situation. Yeah. He is and provides blank for what we need to get through. He's our total sufficiency. And yeah. that, that's a really good um, illustration, Lena. And that mm. I am, it's not I was or I will be. Yeah. Am so like present, mm. present help. Yep, and I think we spoke about that last week as well. That it's not that you you this you have to be the superwoman. It is because he is. I am. He is the f- sufficiency, and he's given us the Holy Spirit, and so we do have everything we need to be able to do. You know. Yeah. And um, we mentioned as well that this is you know a lot of this is based on the Proverb thirty one uh, woman. And I think it's really important if you look at Proverbs 31, you look at where it starts talking about the woman, the wife of noble character starts in verse 10. And, and so that start of it is a wife of noble character. And then the end of it, verse 30, goes to charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but woman who fears the Lord. And I think it's to look at 
all the the things she does and the amazing stuff, which for some people really might feel intimidating or whatever. And I've heard people say, oh, they hate this proverb or whatever. Um, but that is all sandwiched between the noble character at the beginning and, and, you know, the fear of the Lord at the end. And I think that's the important thing. All of that stuff and why she gets praise and how she's got the strength to do all of this is all because of that noble character and which is a fear of God that she has. And, you know, the same word there for that noble character, that noble that is used there, is the same words that, that's used um, to describe the character of good judges. In Exodus it's used and it talks about them being able men, men who are qualified for the business to which they're called, men of truth, men who fear God. And I think that's really important not to get intimidated by all of that or what looks like yeah. what's expected. But if you've got that noble character, it means you're fearing God, you're putting him first, and then it will all fall into place. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good reminder Carolyn, you know, we're not talking about some unattainable standard. You know, this is not meant to be some condemning podcast of here's this list and you have to make this. But, you know, um, this is about us growing into the best of us that God already has intended for us. He already has that in mind and the ability to be that. Yeah. And and he does need to stretch us at times because if mm. we just left to ourselves, we always like quick to whinge. Well, I can't do that. And you know, he stretches you a little bit, little bit, and you can. You know, yeah. mm. it's a it's a daily choice and it's a daily walk doing it. It's not like oh, he's given it all to us and it's all in us. But it's a daily choice and daily walk to walk out in that. Like yeah, and to learn as well that yeah, I am like that. I can do that. You mm. know, and learning that the truth is the truth and that's it. Like. And you know what, I might, I might be going off on a bit of a tangent here, but um, what I love about this proverb as well is that it covers everything. Um, there's a whole, the whole, I won't call it a debate because it's probably not a debate, but, you know, there's a the whole issue of some women who choose to work outside of the home mm. and, you know, often they have to struggle through that or go through guilt and stuff with that and, you know, some people who choose to stay at home yeah. and then they seem to, to have their own set of guilts and stuff and whatever. And, and I love about this because it's just showing us both of them. Yeah. You know, God yeah. calls different yeah. people to different things and, and that's all right. And there have been people that I know, like Cindy, well, don't know personally, but Cindy Jacobs, for instance, amazing woman of God. God called her to travel and go out when her kids were really young and, you know, she had a talk with them about it and he's like, this is what I'm calling you to do. Don't worry, I'll take care of that. But So yeah. I just want to um, hope that that's releasing for people to realise, you know, that we're all different and what, what God's called you to be you know, is what you be, and, and it's it's giving, you know, validation. Well, validation is not the word, but, you know, there's place for both of it, yes. and, and sometimes it might be a mixture, or there might be some seasons it's one or the other, and, and you know, so I just think mm. that whatever season you're in or whatever God's called you to be, just go yep. for it. Yeah. Yep. That's what I, you know, I love that about Proverbs 31, woman. It gives you a really good insight into what, how God sees woman you know she tends to her home her household excellently but she is a businesswoman yep you know she has a business of her own separate to her husband that she's pursuing and yep. growing with success yep. yes you know and because there can be a lot of talk um about you know the place and the value of a woman and God's like right there it's pretty clear that he values a woman who tends to her family yep. well and also is capable and excellent and able to pursue business and, you know, success in that. And, and that's, that's really, really important. He does value that. And, and, you know, 
in God's eyes, we're equal, men and women, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah, the value is there. So don't let anyone tell you otherwise. It's yeah. good. Yeah. And he's made us all so unique that we're unique at doing different things. And I've experienced being a working mum. I've experienced being a stay-at-home mum. And there's such different things that, you know what, some people, oh, hopefully I don't get shot down for saying this, but some people are more suited to stay at home with the kids and some people are more suited to go out and work because that's how God's made them. Yeah, exactly. So yes. there's no right or wrong answer. God's yes. made us the way he's made us. And I know for myself, I know if I'm busy and if I'm out working as well as at home with the kids, I thrive yeah. like nothing else. Yeah. And I know that's me. And I'm working to go back to that. <laughs> but, yeah, at this time in life I've been at home with the kids and I know that's yeah. But that's how God's made me. Yeah. Yeah. And I shouldn't feel guilty about that and no. no one else should feel condemned either seeing me out working and thinking, oh, maybe I should be out working. Yeah, that's right. And that's so. a, as you say, it's we, we created in certain ways. I mean, Lynn and I are both the same as you with that, with the working stuff. Yeah. I went back to work when Callum was young. It was just... That's, you know, I was a better mum Yeah, just because I'd of me. Definitely you know? find that. Yeah. I'm so much better as a mum. Yeah. Yep. Going back to work when working part-time and having that break and that opportunity to sort of grow myself in other areas. Yeah. Yep. And I, I can tell you as well that, uh, you know, a lot of my leadership training stuff has been through, through my job, yeah. mm. really has, which has helped. You know, it's been my training for ministry. Um, and I have been going absolutely stock raving, bonking, mad, bonkers, mad. <laughs> these, these last, last few months, just sitting, staring at a wall and slinging it, just reinforced for me. I am me to get out there. So permission to remind me when I go back to work yeah. and I'm whinging again. Mm. And I've been a mum for 16 years now. My eldest is now 16. And at first I worked out of necessity because it was only myself and her. I was a single parent with her and I worked part-time. Um, but and then I had the choice to stay home with my kids who are little, and I've done that. But in doing that, it's part of the season of me realizing, hey, no, actually, I'm a working person as well. I'm not just a stay-at-home mum. You've so, enjoyed that. That oh, I've loved it. it but yeah, yeah. It's the end I've of loved to be able to be home now. with them. But yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. seasons change. But yeah, so we love working, but we totally value and honour women who just love being in the home oh, totally. full time. Love them. I love it as well because like. They make amazing stuff as well. So I know, right? right One good. of our friends, yes. Crystal, in our church is just this amazing mum, stay at home, and, like, I just love going to her house. <laughs> She's always got something delicious and fun. <laughs> mm. All right. So, strong, capable, excellent woman. What does she look like in her life? She is generous to those in need, but she's also a woman who is generous in her relationships. I put that one in because one day I was, it, was, it was a weekend, I was home with my husband and I realised that I'd been very short with him the whole day. I'd not been, there'd been no grace, I'd been, I'd been very angry and, you know, you have to do this and you're not doing this right and, you know, everything you did was wrong. And I was like, you know what, a strong, capable, excellent woman is generous in her relationship. She offers grace and mercy and the ability to breathe. Lena's <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a control freak, so she's working on that. And Carolyn and I only know that because we're the same. <laughs> uh, speak for yourself, you. <laughs> speak to you afterwards. You know, when I, when I read that statement, Lena, w- one of the things that really just came to me was to be generous to those in need, and especially in your relationships, is be prepared to be inconvenienced. Yes. 
Yep. You know, because I think as well that, you know, if um, I can, there can be times where maybe I feel I'm stingy in my relationships because it's just, well, if it suits me to do it or I feel like doing it or whatever. And, and I think that's the whole thing about relationships as well is that you've got to be willing to, okay, this is going to be inconvenient, but I'm still prepared to do it. Yep. Um, and also just as well realising that, um, you know, People, yeah, we rub each other up and down the wrong way sometimes. Um, but Carolyn's got the attack of the giggles. <laughs> but they're fruit developers as well. Yes. You know what I mean? And to not just give up on maybe a difficult relationship. Good that fertilizer. also takes, takes generosity as well to maybe where someone might be a bit tougher to deal with, to just keep pushing through that as well and, and be willing to walk with them and help them and whatever because it's mm. developing your fruit as well. And you are developing someone else's fruit. <laughs> but, yeah. I think that's – sorry, Jude. Yeah. I just think that's really important because mm. I find it in myself and, you know, the environment of the world is very, like, ruthless with relationships, I find. Yes. And just part of that, particularly when you're dealing with a difficult relationship, maybe is that you're seeing the best in the person, not yeah. seeing what's annoying you or what's not gelling well, is trying to see the best in the person. And being generous in your relationships, also it's not just um, in your time, um, but it's and not in just physical things they need, but generous with them emotionally and and um, you know, and spiritually that it looking at their whole life, not just, oh, what do they want from me? Yeah. Or what, yeah, what do they need? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's every part of their life, not mm. just physical needs. Or and, and I think that as well helps you to not just stay internally focused. You know, yeah. you always hear that it might sound like a cliche, but it's not, you know, that it's more blessed to give than receive and that mm. if you're feeling down or you're going through a hard time, that they'll say that the best thing you can do is actually give of yourself and that's the thing you mm. probably feel the least like doing but that is actually it, is, it, it does something yep. for you because it's taking your focus, your focus off out. and I think yep. it's really important yep mm. good um, if we look at the Proverbs 31 woman it talks about you know she has no concern or worry for the future because it's talking about you know she's clothed her family she's taken care of them but you know the deeper principle is that she's at peace you know, she's not worried and swayed by this, that and the other thing. She's at at peace. All right, yeah, so, yeah, we'll go back to diligent in a minute. <laughs> Skip that. I'm like, Whoa, see how controlling well, I'm on my notes. I need to flow, yeah, we've right? Yeah, sort of touched Learn on that a flow. bit before. So. Oh, well, I had a point for diligent. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hang on. Stop, stop. She's diligent in creating a safe and enjoyable place for her family and those under her, Carolyn, I think well, you have something well, to share. Well, I, I just think as well that diligence goes back to what we talked about last week, like that you've got purpose because if you don't have purpose, you know, you're just going to be wasting your time. You're going to be idle. Mm. Um, and, and that's not showing diligence as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. You know, there's um, there's nothing wrong with going out and doing coffee or sleeping a little bit, um, you know, relaxing or shopping, whatever. But if you don't have purpose, you're not going to be diligent with your days and with your time. No. And I think, you know, there's, there's a scripture that says, teach me, Lord, to number my days aright. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's what that's talking about, diligence. That am I actually teach me to, like, use these days properly and wisely because it can just whittle away. Yeah. And I think you've got to be diligent in, in making sure, right, that you really are doing something productive. I'm not saying it has to be a big, massive project every day, but just diligence in 
looking at what it is that you're actually spending your time on and not letting it just whittle away and, and not having any purpose. Mm. I think it's important to um, what I mentioned, I think it was last week, about, you know, just having that ability to look in the immediate and also to look at, you know, what's the horizon, what's beyond the horizon yep. and have the sort of two focuses. Yep, yep. Mm. And so going to, to the one you're talking about as well, Lena, that she's got peace and she's got no concern or worry for the future. And, and again, that's because of her faith. It's because of her anchor in the Lord. Her, her hope is anchored in the Lord. And so she doesn't have to worry about what's coming. And, and, and she knows as well that, you know, that there may be hard times coming, but her anchor's in the Lord. And so that's what's yeah. really mm. giving her that peace in whatever circumstance that she's going to face. Yeah. Because if our soul, our hope is not, you know, and it's not anchored, yeah. then our soul's going to control us mm. and that's our emotions. And so every time there's something that, you know, we're going to be the opposite of peace. And so, yeah, it's really important. And I think that comes back to having fear of the Lord as well because if you have fear of the Lord and you, ha- and you have that respect and you want his input in your life yeah. and so you want to make him the centre of it all, and so w- when that's happening you don't have... You don't have worries because um, you may go through day-to-day things that you go, oh, I'm going to be worried about that, but then take that to him and go, you need to sort this out because it's out of my control. I can't do anything about it. And so I think, yeah, it comes back to having, you know, fear of the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I think the other thing too is that she has made provision for the future. She has made space in her life for what is coming, even though it's not yet here. She's preparing for it now. Yeah. I think that's really important. Mm. And I think we'll get on to that, but later as well we were talking about, or even now we look at the, you know, she watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Mm-hmm. And I wrote that there, she doesn't waste her day, she's got purpose, she's productive, and that's what you're saying as well, she's made provision for the future. And she knows that God is her security and her provision, so she's doing what yeah. she needs to do. Yeah. And I think that's where the diligence comes in, because it's all very well just saying, oh, yeah, well, we trust the Lord and he's our provision, but we sit and do nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we need to still be diligent to be doing what we need to do, and he will still come have through. Responsibility. But yeah. yeah, it's not that just sitting in this. Just mm. oh, you know, he's going to do everything. And we we still need to do what we're capable of doing. Yep. And then God takes over where we're not capable of doing That's it. That's right. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. And also with um, yeah, when I read, she watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness, and it and it doesn't mean you do it all yourself. That's it right. also means that you make sure it's still being looked after. Mm. So if it's, it might have something to do with your kids or with your husband, like you keep it there and go, okay, we still need to work on this yep. or I need to work on this or <laughs> whatever. Well, God needs to or change God you. Needs, yeah. <laughs> God, change them. No, no, no. <laughs> God, what do I need to do? Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it doesn't mean you have to be, do it all and be it all or anything yes. like that, but you need to make sure that, whatever affairs God has given you to look after, that they are being looked yeah, after. Yeah, mm. And mm. you know that that um, she doesn't eat the bread of idleness, that's verse 27. I love that. Mm. I was just reading mm. um, in, in one of the commentaries, and it's talking about, and it just used the example, um, you know, that's a really good illustration, bread of idleness, and talked about sometimes when people haven't got anything to do, haven't got purpose, they're sitting at home, all they do is eat. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, I'm sure it's not literally, but... It was just a good analogy for me personally because I found that over the six weeks when I was in a sling and basically I wasn't allowed to do really much of anything, the highlight of my day was meals. (laughs) (laughs) It was ridiculous because I'd started out thinking, oh, this will be a really good time to actually 
get back on track after Christmas and just, you know, reduce my stomach a bit and just, um, you know, because I'm totally passive all day, I'm not doing anything. So yeah. really, there's no output happening. And so I shouldn't feel too hungry and I can actually cut down and have really small meals and, and it's a perfect opportunity. You know, I was like a ravenous wolf. <laughs> but it was because I was so bored. I was so <laughs> idle. That literally was the highlight of my day. Is like, you know, David, when are you feeding me? What's for dinner? What's for lunch? It was ridiculous. But so that really jumped out at me, just personally, just, you yeah. know. Yep. Yeah. You'll fill, you'll, you'll fill your days with something else then if you're not going to, you know, have yeah. purpose. You know, yeah. well, I found on holidays, I was getting more and more addicted to Facebook to the point where I was like, that's it. We're pretty much through. Yep. I was just feeding this the whole time and I was like, no. Yeah. It was just oh, every two minutes I need to go yeah. on Facebook and check what's happened. <laughs> like, and that's me. Minutes. That was me as well. <laughs> like, so, nah, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> that was me sitting there. There's only so much TV, only so much reading. I love reading, but I got sick of it. Only so much staring at the wall. Yeah. So Facebook was everyone living through everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, she, she knows her value. She has value. She has worth. She has weight. And she moves from that. I think that's really important because, you know, a lot of, well, not just for women, I mean, I'm talking for women, but a, a huge thing for women is where their identity is. Yep. And I think that is what just makes for, for that whole person, you know, wholeness and stuff is where your identity is firmly in Christ and God. And, and that's why she knows her value because of, you know, in this, her relationship with God here. And if you don't, then you are going to put your identity in your children yes. or your job <clears throat> or running your home or whatever. And, you know, so, so really to fulfill your purpose as well, your God-given purpose, you've got to first attend to that and have your identity in him. And when you do, you do know that you've got value. Yeah, and with the value part, for me when I was um, in early on in my Christian walk, when I was learning that my value isn't my children, my value isn't my work, for some women that's a massive learning curve. Yeah. And it just, for me, it blew my world apart. Like and but also took got rid of a lot of the condemnation that I was putting on myself, and so it's so freeing as well to know. Well, actually, this is who I am. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. It doesn't matter even if I'm having a bad day. This is still who I am. And some days I've got to be reminded of that, and some days I've got to repent of what I've done or how I've treated people. But it doesn't change who I am. Like I'm still, you know, a daughter of the King. I'm still planned. I'm still have purpose. I still. You know. And you can see the subtlety of, you know, I don't want to blame the enemy for everything, but the subtlety of the enemy combined with our own responses because if yep. you don't know your value, aren't you going to struggle so much more to actually accept your purpose? Yes. Or God has this for me. No ways it can't be I'm for, me, yes for or me or whatever. You know what I mean? So really knowing your value is going to allow you and give you that freedom to, to be more inclined to step into that purpose, to actually believe it mm. and to believe that's what he has for you. Whereas if you don't see your value, be you know, how many people would have brushed off and like this is, is you know, mm. oh, it's not me or I can never do that or whatever or that's yep. not and, and never going to reach their potential. So And I know for me and for me accepting that that is my value and that that is who I am, it comes back to trust as well. So I know if, if, you've, had, if you've struggled with trusting relationships, trusting people, um, yeah, that can be such a huge learning curve as well is that you just need to put your whole trust and go, 
well, that's who you say I am. You say all this other stuff and I believe that, so I need to believe this yeah, as well. Yeah, like yeah. it's not picking and choosing, you know. <laughs> and, and you think about it, Jude, think, because Jude's mm. gifting is, is very similar, if not the same as mine, but we're very similar. But if you think of the, the biggest attack that we get, because our gifting is, is speaking and that, and the biggest yeah. attack comes on, on that and who you are and you've got a voice and whatever. And we yeah. have to, even when we are in a good place believing God, you know, this is what how he's made us and who he's given, we still have to always fight against that pressure. And so yeah. if you don't know your value, mm. you're taken out already, right? Yeah, you're not even right. going to be able to resist that because yep. that is coming constantly. Yes. <laughs> We're just going to um, jump through the next few points a bit quickly. You're saying we're taking too long, are we? <laughs> <laughs> Nervous laugh. <laughs> we um, don't talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so she's a capable woman. There's a capacity in her life to be able to tend well to her responsibilities to the extent that her husband or you know her leadership has complete trust in her and is able to rely on her um you know I I I love that um I work part-time and I work in a job that has lots of sort of legislative time frames that I have to work to but I love that I can walk out the door my boss won't ask me you know is everything sorted everything under control you're good I can just walk out the door and he knows that it is sorted it will be done in time and we're all good and that's because Lena you bring excellence yes and he knows that, and so he's got confidence, and yeah, it's good. She leaves no lack in her relationship. So, you know, we tend to our relationships. We invest in them. We spend our time wisely with those in our relationships. You know, um, Proverbs 31 talks about she leaves no lack in her husband so that he's not looking anywhere else because she's filled his every need. And also he's got confidence in her, like... Um, He's, he doesn't have to worry, like, if he goes out in company, like, how's she going to respond or what she's going to say. He knows. Um, yep. If you think of our men going away overseas on, on mission, they know they can go with confidence and, and leave us and, you know, we've got everything under control and, you know, that we are going to conduct ourselves in a certain mm. way. And I started mowing our lawn so that <laughs> I can develop. I mean, it's just a, develop muscles, a simple it? thing, but... You know, if my husband goes away for three weeks, I want him to know I can take care of the house. You don't need to worry. I'm capable. You can depend on me. If something goes wrong, I've got it sorted. Don't worry. I'm sure worry. he won't be yeah. worried about long grass. <laughs> I, I, know, I know it's silly, but it was just one of those things. Strange. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, just I can, stepping up. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. You know, it's okay. I, I can, can do anything it. you can do. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I know it's not the feminist thing, but yeah. When I, yeah that's good. When I was reading through Proverbs 31 and... Um, where it says a husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing. Um, and it says she brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. And it's not all the days you feel like it. Yes. It's all the days. <laughs> and, yes, I'm talking to myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so it's not just when she feels like it. And bringing good to your husband is not just a good attitude, but it's also showing him the right way to do things as well. Because we're all human and we all do things... Some husbands say, I've always been like this, so that's how it is. Well, actually, that's not true. And I know for God's been talking to me in the last six months or so about being the example, that I need to show my husband and my kids what it means to be a person in Christ. So I need to show them how to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, so being, yeah, it's 
bringing good to your husband isn't just a good attitude, but it's your whole life. Yeah. It's showing them how to do things, showing them, you know, encouraging them and going, you're doing awesome, which is also a downfall of mine, which I'm working on. But, yeah, so it's, it's everything. It's not just attitude or... But yeah. you know what you said there as well, like encouraging them, that is so important. And Lena, you talked mm. probably, I think it was last week, about just the atmosphere. We do create the yes. atmosphere in the home. And I get so frustrated sometimes because, um, you know, that encouraging your husband, I want to sometimes say to people, you know what, like he will go as high as what you, you know, you push him. You can be pulling him down. And, mm. you know, if you put, God first and, and, and you push him and encourage him in the things of the Lord and, and to fulfill his ministry and whatever, you can have the best husband that you could get. But some people feel, some women feel threatened by that and they actually pull their husbands back and they want to just, you know, have them, oh, no, it's just got to be family or whatever. Or they're scared of them almost standing up to be men of God. They don't yeah. realise it. But, you know, if you just encourage them in those things as well, you're just going to have the best husband that you can have. I, I remember a, a story, I hope my mum doesn't mind saying, my mum telling me too that... Too late, no. I <laughs> know, oh too late, sorry, mum. That she was praying and praying for my dad to become a Christian and, and to know Jesus and to walk with him. And then dad did. And he just took off like a rocket and was just so on fire for the Lord. And mum said, so I was still at home praying for him because he was out doing everything. So. <laughs> and she's like, hold on a minute. <laughs> and and you know. it's hard for some women, though. They pray for that for a lot of years yeah. and then they don't know how to release it, yes. you know. Yep. So that's another whole topic that's really interesting that we could, you know, go into sometime to, yeah. to release them into that. But, you know, yep. still be, yeah. Mm. All right, we're going to finish off our podcast there. We, we hope you enjoyed our, the wonderful wisdom that's coming out of our mouths. If you'd like to, uh, to have a chat to us, you can catch us on www.life-house.net or you can go on Facebook and drop us a line. And can I just say, if there's you know, a particular thing that we've talked about that you'd like us to go into in more depth or if you've got a particular topic you'd like to hear about, please yeah, drop us a line so that we can look at doing that for you. Hooray! We'll see you next week. <laughs>